season. And in this season is Hanukkah. And Hanukkah is a celebration of miracles. It's called the Festival of Lights, and it is also called the Feast of the Dedication or Rededication of the Temple. The name for Hanukkah is argued a little. Uh, I like to go with the meaning that it means to dedicate or rededicate to the Temple. And first of all, I, I don't know a lot about Hanukkah, but when I was growing up, I thought it was like the ex their substitute for Christmas, like the Jewish substitute for Christmas. So that's how little I knew about Hanukkah. But as I've come to know more about Hanukkah, I'd like to celebrate it more and get in more into the depth of it. Because without Hanukkah, we wouldn't have Messiah, Jesus, with us. Um, the Jewish people and the worship of the temple were being wiped out by an evil king and I'll talk about him in a minute but the first thing I want you to know is that our Messiah Yeshua he celebrated Hanukkah and I'm going to read to you from John the book of John chapter 10 starting with verse 22 okay and it was at Jerusalem, the Feast of Dedication, and it was winter. Okay, right now we know that Yeshua was in Jerusalem, and it was the Feast of Dedication, which was Hanukkah, and it was winter. And Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. So he was in the temple at Hanukkah, most likely celebrating Hanukkah with his people. Um, and I think if you celebrated it, we ought to celebrate it too. And we ought to get to know more about what Hanukkah is. And then came the Jewish people around him and said to him, How long are you going to make us wonder or doubt? Or how long are you going to hold this in suspense? If you are the Messiah that we've been waiting for, tell us plainly. And Yeshua answered them and said, I told you, but you believed not. But the works I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. And he was talking about his miracles, his miracles of healing and his miracles of raising Lazarus from the dead and his miracles of feeding the 5,000. But he said to them, but you believe not because you are not of my sheep. And as I said unto you, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Now is that all Jewish people? No. That he was talking to the ones who were not believing. They were not receiving him. They were seen as miracles and still asking, are you the Messiah? They were hearing him clearly claim that he and his father were one, that before Abraham was, I am. All the claims that the Messiah made, and they still did not believe. He said, my sheep know my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Again, and I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any one pluck them out of my hand. My father, which gave them to me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father 
are one. And they took up stones to throw, to throw at him. Many good works have I showed you from my father. For which of those works do you stone me? <laughs> I love that. I mean, just try moving in miracles and see how many stones get thrown at you. People are so quick to disbelieve. And it's really sad because we could see a lot more miracles if we weren't so unbelieving. And um, I asked God once, why don't we see as many miracles here in the U.S. as we see sometimes in other countries uh, where there's a moving in miracles. And it's because of our unbelief. And it's because we're so locked into the medical system or to the psychology system or to the logical system or the bank system. or So we don't see the miracles as much as we could see them. I see them because I walk in a place where I'm like a child towards God and I believe what he says and I want to see him. If God says that a raven fed Elijah in the wilderness, I want to believe that a bird, a raven, actually came and fed Elijah in the wilderness. And I've had a lot of miracles and I've seen miracles. So I love this season and I'm hoping for great miracles. And then the Jewish people answered him saying, for a good work we stone you not, but for blasphemy. And because of that, because you say that you're God. And Jesus answered to them, Is it not written in your law that you are gods? If he called them gods, unto whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken, and you say of him that the Father has sanctified and sent to the world, you're saying I'm blasphemy because I say I'm the Son of God? If I do the works of the Father, and you still don't believe me, but I do, and believe me, believe the works, believe that the Father is in me, and I am in him. And they sought him again to take him, but he escaped out of their land. I always wonder how he escaped, <laughs> if he just like transported or whatever. But the bottom line is, Jesus came on the Feast of Hanukkah, the Festival of Lights, the Feast of Rededication, and he said, I and my Father are one. Now, Hanukkah was a celebration, well, I'll give you another little tidbit of information, which I find could be very exciting about Hanukkah. Many of us who believe in the Messiah, and we are separating from the pagan uh, system of the Gentile church, we believe that Jesus Yeshua was born sometime around the Feast of Sukkot, which would be in the fall. Um, lots of evidence for that. You can look it up. But this was a very cool little tidbit about when Jesus' conception might have been. And the John the Baptist um, was conceived... Uh, let's see... A study of the time of conception of John the Baptist reveals that he was conceived about 7.30, the 11th week. This is in Luke 1, verse 8, 13, and 14. Adding 40 weeks for a normal pregnancy, it reveals that John the Baptist was born around Passover, which is Nisan 14. 
Six months after John's conception, Mary conceived Jesus. You can find that in Luke 1, 26-33. Therefore, Jesus would have been conceived six months after 7.30 in the month of Kislev, which would be Hanukkah. I just find that so incredibly enlightening because if it, was, if it is for the miracle, a time of miracles, a time of rededication, the evil, wicked ruler that was ruling at the time when the miracle of Hanukkah happened is a picture or a type of Antichrist, Antiochus. Antiochus. <laughs> I don't know how you say it, but it's A-N-T-I-C-O-C-H-O-U-S, I think. But he was, he was a wicked ruler who came after Alexander the Great had conquered and he died and certain rulers took over after him. Some of them were his sons. And you know I'm not the greatest historian, but what is interesting about it is that I was really, it's written in the book of Maccabees. Maccabees is a historical book not chosen to be in the canon of the scriptures, although it is in the Catholic scriptures. But Maccabees 1, Maccabees 2 are great books to read. They're really great. And they're really a lot of historical accounts and a lot of great um, works and acts of the Lord. And in the book of Maccabees, it talks about what a horrible, horrible time this was when this wicked ruler was ruling. And this was about um, the actual miracle of Hanukkah happened in about 165 BC, so about 165 years before the birth of our Lord. So, I mean, if the Jewish people would have been wiped out, which is always Satan's plan, then we wouldn't have even had our Messiah. So, in Maccabees, um, it talks about this horrible time and this wicked ruler oh, I was looking for a specific name again anyway it was just the desecration of the temple was horrible and he set up the rule and law that you could not honor the Sabbath you could not sacrifice you could not do any temple worship he set up his idols in the altar and if the mothers would the Jewish mothers would circumcise their sons and Antiochus would kill the sons and the mothers literally hang the sons by their neck and the mothers slaughtering men women and children many many of the Jewish people left God and turn towards the, the wickedness because maybe pressure, they don't want to die, uh, maybe they didn't want to suffer, but there were a band of Jewish people, there's always a remnant that stays separate, and there was a remnant that stayed separate, and to make a long story short, eventually led by Judas, a follower, were able to overthrow the people in that area and take back the temple for God. So they went in, of course, cleaned it out, set up their altars again, set up their worship, set up the Torah, and it was supposed to be that there were candles 
you burned the, um, there was always supposed to be an oil burning, like it signified the eternal oil of God, the eternal miracle. And, but it took a number of days to make this oil. And it's great if you find out more information. And when I do, I'll, I'll give it to you. But they only had enough oil for one day to start burning this eternal light. And the miracle happened when the oil actually burned for eight days, which is the amount of time it took to make more oil because they actually didn't have enough oil when they set up the temple. So this was a beautiful miracle of the oil. And I like to think of... If, if Jesus, Yeshua, our Messiah, was born on, or conceived on Hanukkah, I mean, that was the miracle. Not so much as his birth, because once you conceive a child, you usually bring it to birth. But the conception, the miracle of his conception is a miracle, and it is a miracle of oil. It is a miracle of eternal oil and the eternal flame and um, it is a rededication of the temple. It's almost as if God rededicated himself to his temple when he conceived Yeshua because he became our temple. And so it's almost like God's miracle of rededication for our hope and our temple. And so I just love that thought and it makes me want to celebrate Hanukkah in even a, a deeper way. And during the time of Hanukkah, we have these Hanukkiahs, which they have eight lights. And then you have one in the middle, which is a servant candle. It's the one that lights the other candles. And you light one per day for eight days. Um, by the end of Hanukkah, you have all eight lit. That's exciting to uh, celebrate it. And you can have your kids make a Hanukkiah or you can buy a Hanukkiah. Um, Antiochus, probably someone can say it way better than I can. Like I said, he's been determined as a type of Antichrist. And we see that in Daniel 9, 27, when it talks about the, the Antichrist, um, it's the same kind of spread of absolute massacring everyone who wants to believe or worship God. And it is the desecration of the temple when the Antichrist comes. So we want to keep the miracle of Yeshua in our heart. And we want to keep the miracle of his conception. And I was thinking about the miracle of uh, God conceiving things in our life that are of a virgin birth. Meaning things that we can't do. But when he comes in and makes a miracle, he comes into ourselves. We just say, like Mary, we are, we're just a person and we're a vessel. And we can do nothing without you. But when he gives us his, his seed, his miraculous seed, then we can birth great things in our lives. And we can have many, see many miracles through that. I've had so many miracles, but I know I could have even more if I really, really would allow the Lord to birth great things in me and around me. So I'm really looking forward to that. And I'm praying for all of you that you have that miracle of birth and conception in your own life, this Hanukkah, as you dwell on
the Lord and how great he is and how with a small number, Judas and his army overthrew this wicked ruler. That was a good Judas. It wasn't the Judas that betrayed Yeshua. Um, but the glory all went to the Lord. And the glory all goes to the Lord as there's things that we cannot do in our lives, but only he can do. And so we take that to him. Like only he could make a virgin birth. Only he could make a, a Messiah come into a woman form and come as a human. I mean, if God can do that, and if God could save me and save you, he can save anybody. And he can create um, water out of the rock. And he can multiply the fish in our hands. And I think if we are open to that and really asking for that and being ready for that, I think we'll really see miracles in this season. So I just want to ask God's blessing as we celebrate your miracle of your conception, Lord, and your miracle of Hanukkah. And we ask God that you would just be in us and dwell in us and come make a birth. Let's have rebirth and rededication and let's clean that temple out. Let's have the temple clean and be really in that temple of worship with Yeshua in this season. Mm -hmm.